At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. On a Wednesday night from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, alongside Femi Abebefe, I am Tim Murray, and it is the busiest day on the sports calendar, (laughs) the Wednesday after the All-Star Game, and uh, Femi, looking around, it is... uh, that's yeah. one of those days. Felt swarmed when I woke up this morning. You know, I was, I was like, how do I handicap all these things that are going on? Uh, but no, in all seriousness, though, yeah, very, very calm day in the sports world. Um, that's a good way to put it there, how it advertise it. We were talking before the show even started. The ESPYs going on right now. Sure. So we'll, we'll keep our eyes on what's going on over on the ESPYs, the award show action. But uh, <laughs> yeah, a, a very, very calm day after what we saw the MLB All-Star Game with the American League winning that last night. Yeah, uh, Steph Curry uh, poking fun at LeBron was... Uh, I'm shocked. Headlines of uh, ESPN.com. Uh, like minus 1,000 for that Jam- James Harden did uh, sign his uh, new deal. That's uh, right. His two-year deal, yeah. $68.6 million. So you got that going on today. Uh, but certainly we got lots to hit on. Uh, we will hit mm. some college football a little bit later on this hour with Ty Hildenbrandt from uh, the Solid Verbal Podcast. We'll talk with Johnny Avello, our good friend from behind the counter. Mm-hmm. And uh, he will uh, join us from DraftKings Sportsbook. And then we continue our uh, summer conditioning with the Arizona Cardinals and uh, a lot of intrigue this year uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. So, yes, uh, not a whole lot going on. I said it last night. I'll say it again. I don't understand why the WNBA or the MLS yeah. don't wrap their arms around this day, fully embrace it. Uh, there was one, there was a WNBA <laughs> game today, Femi, as the Chicago Sky. Beat Seattle, 78-74. They cover, too, the under hits, Mm -hmm. uh, for those wondering. Did you fire away on the Chicago Sky-Seattle Storm game? I did not because we mentioned how this is a slow sports day, so how I woke up this morning was going to the gym and then going grocery shopping. Nice. So (laughs) I didn't have any time to fire in on that game there, but I was checking the scores just to make sure, okay, who's covering in this game? Uh, Seattle coming up short there, my beloved Seattle Storm, uh, Sue Bird's final season with the Seattle Storm out there in the WNBA. But, uh, yeah, the Chicago Sky, I actually saw them when they came to Las Vegas here a few Did weeks you? ago. Yeah, it was, it was a quite the comeback for the Chicago Sky in that game. Aces, 41-point first quarter, was a WNBA record. But then Chicago 
from then on just tore them apart and just could got any shot they wanted. But I know everybody came here for my WNBA yeah. breakdown. <laughs> but, but you know, you and Danielle need to start exactly. a, uh, a pod. Yeah, WNBA podcast. We'll yeah. get it going there. Um, um, yeah, we had uh, so we had that going on. Yes. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the board right now. There's some. Uh, Japan baseball, if you wanted to bet on that. Um, what is this, 2020? I know, seriously. It, it does feel a little bit, uh, Although thinking back to the KBO days. It's not that bad. We must say that. Yeah, the KBO oh, days, I mean, God. I mean, think about what that time was when we were just scratching for anything. We were watching the last dance as if we didn't know what the ending was going to be like. You know, like, we were looking for any sort of content. We watched Tom Brady and P- Peyton Manning play golf. Oh, was, this is nothing compared to that. Oh, no, we're fine. Look, <laughs> yeah, every year, under normal circumstances, <laughs> Femi, we get this now last year yeah. was was when we had the plethora of sports and you know today is the one-year anniversary of it Giannis's 50-point performance in game six against the uh, Phoenix Suns to clinch the Bucks' first title in 40 years and still I mean the more and more I think about it, it it's kind of crazy how in my opinion that performance Femi was mm-hmm. is, is overlooked I mean that was and I don't think this is hyperbole, the greatest championship-clinching performance that I can remember. I mean, look, we've had some great series. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. But to drop 50 and have 17 boards in a series-clinching and, by the way, make, what, like 95% of his free throws last year? Which was insane. Which he couldn't shoot free throws all during the postseason, and then magically he figures it out and is making every free throw in the finals. So, yeah, one year ago today, the Bucks got it done, wrapped up the championship, and uh, Milwaukee celebrated their first title in, in four decades. If you want to rewatch that game, it's up top there on there NBA TV. Oh, see. If you want to, if you want to tune in you there, maybe get a live bet action. Yeah. In. <laughs> I'll take you. I'll, uh, I'll take my Milwaukee here. <laughs> yeah, I'll see. lay it with Milwaukee, we'll whatever that number was. But I think you brought up a great point there about Giannis and his ascension to becoming the, without a doubt, best player in the NBA. And when I look at the market in the NBA up for this upcoming season, I look at Milwaukee and my eyes keep drifting towards them just because the Eastern Conference still runs through the Milwaukee Bucks. I know what we saw this past year, but I still think with how, how good Boston is, if Milwaukee's healthy, I think the Bucks advance in that series and ultimately win the title. I think the Bucks would have beat the Warriors just because Giannis is that good. But his performance in that closeout game it's up there. I think it's the best that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Uh, I wasn't born during the Magic Johnson game six, his rookie year, the yeah. 42-point triple-double yeah. that he had there playing center. I'm sure the old heads would point that out yeah. there. But, and, and but this, yeah, Giannis was, is definitely up there. Yeah, I mean, you know, him playing center, and obviously that was glorified this year with uh, with winning time on yeah. HBO. Yeah, did you watch that? I did. Yeah, what did you think? Ooh, trem- I thought it was good. Tremendous. Yeah. I, I'm reading the book right now. There you go, Jeff Perlman. Yeah, Shout out to him. So I, got, uh, I got to wrap that up. Read that on vacation, sitting on the beach, finish up that book. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, you look at right now. I just pulled up the uh, the DraftKings sportsbook odds for the futures market, and mm-hmm. you know, I know a lot of people aren't racing to you know lay or to take seven to one uh, in in July. However, <laughs> it's kind of hard to believe that the Milwaukee Bucks, who have lost essentially nobody, are the fifth favorite to win the NBA championship this upcoming yeah. season, Femi. Boston's at plus five fifty. The Clippers at six to one. The Warriors also at six to one. The Suns, I don't really get that one at plus six fifty. Mm-hmm. And then the Bucks are at seven to one. Um, you know, the thing about the Celtics, I, I like what they've done so far this offseason. Obviously, it's been status quo, and then you bring in Malcolm Brogdon. Um, the question marks about Malcolm Brogdon are 
is he going to stay healthy? That mm-hmm. has been the bugaboo really since he signed that deal with uh, with the Pacers was his health. I love the move. I, I make that move every single day. You know, give up Aaron Neesmith, give up a first round pick. I do like the move, but are we? Uh, is the betting market maybe overreacting a little bit to that move of Malcolm Brogdon? When you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, look if Chris Middleton. I think almost all of us agree if Chris Middleton plays in that series. The Bucks beat the Celtics. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, that's what I believe. I mean, it went seven games, and yeah. they didn't have Chris Middleton, their second yeah. best player. Yeah, and and the the Boston Celtics have no answer. Nobody has an answer for Giannis in the league, so it's not fair to just pin down Boston in no. that regard. There, but yeah, to me, the team at the top of the market that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I well, I don't want to say it doesn't make a whole lot of Phoenix? sense. No, it's the Clippers because yeah. you're putting a lot of stock into guys who have never been able to stay healthy. On paper and in theory, it looks amazing, but we have to live in reality. And these guys are consistently injured. Kawhi is on load management at all times because of the knee issue that's been derailing him since back in San Antonio. Paul George has been injury plagued as well with the shoulder issues. He's had knee issues, a number of things plaguing this team. They have a lot of good pieces, but I feel like we're just assuming that everything is going to go status quo and they're just going to stay healthy for the whole stretch run there. I can't make that leap. I haven't seen enough from that Clippers team to be justifying around six to one plus six fifty at least. I got to see it first with them. Yeah, and and once again, as your eyes gravitate, yes, the Lakers. It doesn't deceive you. Are eleven to one? I guess you know DraftKings is as of the mindset. You know what? We'll we'll bet. We'll put it low. People will still bet it. Uh, it still comes across their ticker. I was talking to a, a bookmaker here in town not too long ago. It was Chris Andrews, I think, on our show, mm-hmm. and he was just saying people are still betting them. People are still firing away, I guess you keep it low just in case something blockbuster happens. And that would be my question. Is that a Kyrie Irving number at 11-1 to there? I mean, are they the sixth best team in the NBA with Kyrie Irving on that roster? I don't know. (sighs) It's tough, yeah. I mean, mean, look, I have never doubted LeBron his entire career, essentially. mm. He is entering, what, year 20 in the league? (laughs) Anthony Davis is when he's right, and and maybe this is a year that Anthony Davis does get right. It, it, you know, down in the bubble, he was tremendous, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, you know, Sean does it. I, I don't understand the people who scoff at the you know the bubble championship. No, they went down there. They were mentally tough. Yeah, you know, the Clippers were not mentally tough, and they fell apart. The Bucks were not mentally tough, and they lost. You know, to the uh, to the Miami Heat. It's not this. It's not the Lakers' fault that there was a bubble. They took care of business, and and really ran everybody out the building. You know, Miami got that game five victory because Jimmy Mm. Butler went nuclear and Danny Green missed a wide open three to win the game. Yeah, that was bad. So I get it. I I don't know. I wasn't really planning on, you know, pivoting to the NBA, but anytime in in sports talk where you could have some sort of like topical thing where we're one year removed from last year's game six, let me throw a couple teams at you in that 14 to 16 uh, range. You got mm-hmm. the Sixers at fourteen to one. Yep. You got the Nets at fifteen to one, and you got the Nuggets and Mad uh, Grizzlies. Excuse me, at both sixteen to one. If you had to make a future on one of those four teams, which one would it be? I think it'd be Denver, and I think I was a year early on Denver. I bought in on them shortly after the All Star break, thinking that Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. would come back. Those guys clearly, those injuries were a little bit more serious than I had projected. Um, Nikola Jokic, two time reigning MVP. He his play speaks for itself. Jamal Murray, speaking of the bubble, the last time we saw him in a postseason setting Great. was tremendous. Yeah. 
Michael Porter Jr., while he has some of his deficiencies on the defensive end of the floor, can get you some buckets. And you couple that, just giving Jokic some help, I think is what they really need. Because everybody makes fun of Jokic. Oh, if he's the MVP, why did he get beat in five games? Well, he got beat by the team that won the title in five games. And the fact that they (laughs) won 46 games in the Western Conference with essentially no help. With a one-man show. Was was a miracle. So I I actually agree with you. I think at 16-1 to of those longer shots, you know, I guess – mid-range shots, mm-hmm. uh, I would do the Nuggets with Murray coming back with Porter. And I actually like the trade for both sides, right? Will Barton goes to Washington, uh, but Contavious Caldwell-Pope comes to Denver. And yeah. I think that is a big Championship asset player. to have a good shooter, put him in that starting lineup, a good defender as well. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. That's Femi Abebefe. I'm Tim Murray. Jimmy G on the move. Hey Talk now. about that next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. You know, Femi, we're going to do this read twice because I don't have the read in front of me. But Zen Nicotine Pouches, if you're looking for uh, an alternative, uh, all different varieties out there, uh, find your Zen at ZYN.com. That's ZenNicotinePouches.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. You know, on one of the slowest days of the sports here, of course, I forgot my reads, so we'll, we'll, get, those, hey, you we'll know, get those reprinted out. Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. I do want to add that as well. There you so go. Just to give a little kickback there you go. for the folks at Zinn. We'll, we'll redo it. We'll redo the read. Don't worry. We'll take care of you. We'll, Don't worry. We'll get, it, we'll get it in again, I promise. Um, Johnny Avell is going to join us coming up bottom of the hour. Um, and, uh, of course, the sportsbook director at DraftKings Sportsbook. So I, I guess I was a little... I don't know. The news comes out today, Femi, that mm-hmm. the 49ers have given Jimmy Garoppolo's agent agents permission to seek a trade. 
Hadn't they already done that? Like, yeah. Hasn't this organization been trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo for the past months? So this this was kind of, I don't know, it, it seemed a little bizarre to put this out there. Maybe it restokes the fires. But, uh, yes, the agents of Jimmy Garoppolo now uh, have been given the permission to seek a trade. Uh, Garoppolo, as uh, Adam Schefter pointed out, has been cleared to start practicing. 49ers expected to exercise caution with him this summer. So we talked about it last year, or last night, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, What would they do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Yesterday, our breakdown of the 49ers on our summer conditioning. Both you and I kind of shrugged and said, I I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this team. I I lean more positively with them um, if they can craft things around Trey Lance and you know everything that's been coming out of the Bay Area has been positive uh, regarding the young second-year quarterback. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan in May uh, did acknowledge that Garoppolo would most likely be traded, uh, but said it wasn't a guarantee. So let, let's just start with where the market is for Jimmy Garoppolo. Who were the? We, we did this with Baker Mayfield, and ultimately he lands in Carolina, which yep. I think made the most sense. Right now, in my eyes, there are two possibilities. One, Seattle. Does Seattle want it? I mean, Pete Carroll's been saying everything about Drew Locke. They got Geno Smith, too. I don't think that would make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe if he gets released, they would entertain it. But I don't think Seattle's going to want to give up assets for Jimmy G, especially taking on the contract, which is a $24.2 million. The other would be Cleveland. If mm. if Deshaun Watson is suspended for the entire season, if you're the Cleveland Browns, now you went out and you acquired, you you signed uh, Jacoby Brissett, mm-hmm. but this is a team that has aspirations to go into the postseason, go deep into the postseason. Now, say what you will about Jimmy G. I'm not the biggest Jimmy G guy, but he has led a team to a Super Bowl. Now, if he threw a little better pass, they would have won that Super Bowl. They were in the NFC Championship last year. I didn't play all that well, certainly down the stretch. But if you're Cleveland, would you kick the tires on Jimmy Garoppolo? I, I think you would need, in my opinion, obviously you would need the situation of Deshaun Watson, I think, to be probably the full season. Yeah. Secondly, they'd need some cap relief because they're already paying Baker Mayfield, what, is it? Thirteen million dollars. Yeah, they're paying a significant chunk of that contract. I think it's like it's like well, it was Baker kickback ten a three. They're eight they eight ten. And I think the the Panthers are are paying like a little under five. So, could you see that as a possibility if Deshaun Watson is suspended for the year? Maybe the, the only reason why I hesitate is that a trade means that Cleveland would have to give up more assets. They already gave up a ton of assets to acquire Deshaun Watson. So I don't know how much they want to give up to get a guy that at most is just going to play for them in the 2022 season, yeah. in addition to also the salary cap as well. That To me, the issue with this Jimmy Garoppolo thing, and I think this is why we saw the tweet from Adam Schefter today about the Niners seeking permission or giving him permission to seek a trade, is that this almost to me feels like a last-ditch effort to drum up a trade market. Because I think a lot of teams are a little skeptical, not skeptical, but a little apprehensive with the shoulder issue that Jimmy Garoppolo had. Now he's cleared, according to this report from Adam Schefter, Jimmy should be good to go whenever training camp is able to start for whichever team he goes to. But I think teams are still a little weary about where's the shoulder at. And also, in addition to the contract as well, 
you talk about starting to give up assets to get this guy when there's not a whole lot of suitors. This could end up being like a game of chicken between maybe it's Seattle, maybe it's Cleveland of let's wait for the Niners to release him because do the Niners want to take this all the way up to the week before the start of the regular season? If Trey Lance is on the roster and they're trying to get all behind Trey Lance, do they want Jimmy Garoppolo, who is very popular in that locker room, to still be there? I don't think they want that. I think the Niners want to resolve this thing before we even get to training camp. That's why you see this information out there. So to me, I don't know if Cleveland would be inclined to make the trade. There's a reason why they signed Jacoby Brissett. They clearly feel like he's a competent backup quarterback. Why give up more assets for a guy that's not going to be in your long-term plans? So I I don't really see a team trading for him, uh, I'll be honest, unless there's some sort of massive, massive concession on the contract because this is the final year of his contract, as you've alluded Mm -hmm. to. He's coming off of an injury. And if you were to just outright trade for him, Femi, Twenty-six point nine million dollars. No team, I, I very few teams, if any, have that type of cap space right now in July. I mean, hell, the Las Vegas Raiders started training camp today, yeah. so I mean, they're back in the building. So here we are. Now, if an injury occurs, certainly I think the the interest you know could be uh, elevated for a certain particular team. But you look around the league, I don't think any team was waiting and saying, "Oh man, Jimmy G's available." Now we got to go get him. Yeah, nobody is. If he's released. And, you know, for the 49ers, it would be a $1.4 million dead cap hit, so it's not really that bad at all. Um, If he's released, then, yeah, I I could see a bunch of teams, you know, maybe kicking the tires on on a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. Does he, you know, does he go back to uh, New England? Does he go to, Mm -hmm. I mean, look, if you got Jimmy Garoppolo as your, your backup quarterback, that, that could, it's a damn good situation. Yeah, that's a good situation <laughs> to be in, right? I mean, look here in Las Vegas. Josh McDaniels has a relationship with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Derek Carr's backup right now is Jarrett Stidham. Now, they traded mm-hmm. for him from New England, so there's the familiarity there. But if you could bring in Jimmy Garoppolo on the cheap. So I think there will be a very – I think there will be a decent market for him if he's released. I would be very surprised, especially with a $26.9 million contract right now attached to him. I don't see many teams trading for him. I almost wonder if the team in your old neck of the woods, the Washington Commanders, I, I really don't know why they pulled the trigger on trading for Carson Wentz so early. Desperation. Just the absolute, it just reeked of desperation. When you had a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who we knew at the start of this offseason, the Niners were looking to, to move him. Kyle Shanahan was saying, hey, most likely trying to trade him is the situation and how this is going to end up here. Because I feel like that would be the perfect fit for a Jimmy Garoppolo, to go to Washington oh, and play hard. on that. <laughs> Carson Wentz, who, as we have learned over the years, is, uh, let's just say, I mean, Ron Rivera had to call him and tell him, we're taking Sam Howell. Now you could say, oh, that's just a coach being, you know, looking out for it's a fifth round pick yeah. at quarterback. And you need to worry about the feelings of your starting quarterback who's making twenty eight mm-hmm. million dollars. You need to let him know, hey, we're drafting a guy in the fifth round. Thin skin. So if you draft <laughs> if you somehow picked up Jimmy G, I I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think now they would do it. No. I think that's something that they could have done. Could have done in hindsight. And yeah, in hindsight. And also the, the In sh- hindsight, you know what I would have done? And I talked about this on DC Radio when it happened. I would have much rather had the deal for uh, for for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, give up basically what nothing a conditional seventh round pick as opposed to swapping seconds and a third and taking on all of the contract of Carson Wentz 
when the Carolina Panthers, who, by the way, they're no angels for what they've done. They traded way too much for Sam Darnold. That mm. has failed, clearly. They actually traded away a third-round pick to go into the third round to get Matt Corral. So they've overextended themselves, but I thought the move they made to get uh, Baker Mayfield was actually a good deal for them. Yeah. Uh, and it's only $5 bucks. But you look around, I mean, there are a couple teams that would make some sense. Atlanta, Houston, but it's pretty obvious, Femi, that those teams are are in the mode of we've got young quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We're not expecting to be very good this year. Let's see what we have. And then next year with a pretty loaded quarterback class with C.J. Stroud, with, uh, with Bryce Young, mm-hmm. with Will Levis, with Jaron Hall, a bunch of dudes that are available. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I would be yeah. at this point, Femi, I would be very, very surprised if Jimmy G is traded. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I sit as well. And even for a team like Houston, when you have Davis Mills, might as well just see, just if, see, Davis, what he got. see if he's good. If Davis Mills ends up being good, you might not have to use a draft pick yep. on the guys that are going to come up in this upcoming class here. But to me, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he is traded, I think it's going to be a situation to where maybe that team restructures the contract to make it a little bit more oh, palatable. And then you can kind of maybe toss in a, a day three draft pick or something like that. I don't think the Niners are going to get what they wanted, which is why they held on to him this whole time. There's no way a team can take on $26 no. million <laughs> for Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll talk to Johnny Avello next. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Alongside Femi Abebefe sitting in for Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It's always our pleasure to bring in the pickleball champion of Henderson, Nevada. Hey, now. Johnny Avello, of course, more notably known as the DraftKings Sportsbook Sportsbook Director. Johnny, how are you, sir, on this glorious sport-free Wednesday night? Timmy, Femi, I'm doing great. Um, That is too big of an introduction, believe me. (laughs) Pickleball, there are some great, great players out there, guys. of the younger of the younger variety too. Uh, there's a lot of guys in their 20s have taken up the game that are pros, and uh, it's a fun game. I enjoy it, but uh, don't ever put me at the top of the heap. Well, I'm just curious. I mean, maybe we could have got some like pickleball action on ESPN or CBS Sports Network tonight, so we could have had something to bet on. But you know, every day, uh, every year, this day on the calendar rolls around, and there's never anything. Now, this year, was supposed to, uh, might have actually been done by now, the World Cup, but mm-hmm. there's nothing today. I mean, there was a WNBA game earlier today, so you've you've lived many of these games behind the counter. Uh, what is today normally like? Is it the slowest day in the sports book of the calendar? It's one of them, yeah. Uh, I think we saw on Christmas Eve of last year was also a dead day. Uh, so they're, they happen periodically during the course of the year, and they're welcome. They're welcome because the next day brings another big day. 
Tomorrow, you know, we're going to have a full slate of baseball. We're going to have football starting in a couple of weeks. So any downtime at all is uh, is welcomed. I mean, we don't want to see it where, uh, you know, there's nothing to bet on a given day. But um, it's it's good for the staff just to be able to, you know, take a breather now and then. We're speaking with Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. Johnny, you mentioned that football is coming up in a couple of weeks. It's my love, my favorite sport, so I'm excited for football training camp. Already underway here in Las Vegas, but we saw the report come out earlier this evening or afternoon, I should say, from ESPN's Adam Schefter that Jimmy Garoppolo has been given permission by the 49ers to seek a trade. Will you guys be posting a Jimmy Garoppolo next team prop, and how do you guys go about handicapping that and making those numbers? Femi, I talked to the staff today, and uh, that's something that you're probably going to see. Um, you know, they I think they can they have a little time before they do release him, so give us some time to write some business on it. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those props where there's not that many places he can go. Certainly, a team would take him that had an injury and you know needs a quarterback. But a team, I guess, like Seattle looks like they could be a favorite for the Jimmy Garoppolo stakes because um, they actually are in, in need of one. But a lot could happen over the next two, three weeks. A guy gets hurt and, you know, now you're scrambling. Otherwise, it could also be for Jimmy that he's not going to play football for a while. And it may go into next year before he does find a team. So, um I wouldn't want to be in his shoes right now. I still think he's got something left in the tank, but that's if he finds a spot now. You don't want to sit out too long. It's like the old car that sits in your driveway too long and go to start (laughs) it, and it doesn't start any longer. Johnny, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get back to football here momentarily, but I I just want to pivot back to uh, earlier this week, the the home run derby. And, you know, I've actually – I'm very complimentary of how baseball has adapted. I thought it got a little long in the tooth. I thought it was a bit boring when it was just outs. Now they've got the time clock. They've got these head-to-head matchups. Did that draw up a lot of uh, interest from the betters, knowing, once again, that was the only thing really to bet on on Monday night? And you got some, you know, notable names out there. It did well. Uh, You know, it's third behind the uh, NFL uh, game and the NBA game. Uh, so it's third behind those two. Um, the Major League Baseball keeps throwing us a few curveballs, so to speak. Uh, you know, the way they were going to end this game was if it was a tie, uh, they were going to go to a home run derby. So we had up on the site that if it ended in a tie, uh, the total would still be intact. The run line would still be intact. And we would pay off the winning team on whoever won the home run derby. But you know, Major League Baseball always tries to figure out something new for this All-Star game. I don't know if you remember back a few years it was where the winner was going to get home field advantage in the World Series. I mean, let's just play the game the way the game is normally played. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to put bookmakers in uh, in their graves quickly. <laughs> Johnny, I've been really uh, curious about this next question. I've been wanting to ask a bookmaker about it because as a better I'm asking myself this, is what to do when the Deshaun Watson news comes out? We presume that he's going to be suspended for any number of games. It could be half a season. It could be a full season. It could be four games. Do you guys play out different scenarios uh, in the sports book behind the window of, hey, if Watson is suspended for X amount of games, let's move this number here. If he's suspended for the full season, let's move this number here. Like, Do you guys play these scenarios out uh, behind the window? 
Well, obviously, you could tell we weren't sure when we put up the entire NFL slate and the only game we put up on the Browns was week one. We didn't go any further than that. So we're really not sure, you know, what to make with or without him since it's a new team for him, too. Um, We've been taking more of a conservative approach with this team, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they what they end up coming down with. Uh, you know, I think we've all been waiting for some type of news. We haven't seen it yet. But uh, I, I think with them, we're just going to take them game by game and not worry. And futures will stay up. But as far as regular season wins, maybe that's something we'll pass on this year because uh, it's just too difficult to, to figure out what those wins should be. Talking once again to Johnny Avella from DraftKings Sportsbook. Johnny, you know, futures, uh, now is the time where a lot of people will start focusing on NFL futures or college futures. Uh, I know I have. Uh, when you look at the futures market, we'll stick with just the Super Bowl. Uh, you guys have the Bills as the slight favorite at 6-1, to one, Buccaneers at 7-1, to one, and then Packers and Chiefs sitting there at 10-1, to one, uh, and the reigning champs at 11-1 to one there for the Rams. Who, who are some of the popular teams so far for betters when it comes to the uh, the Super Bowl market, yeah, a little some teams that are further on down the line. Cowboys have been a popular choice. Eagles have been a popular choice, and for a really long shot, guys, the Jets at one thirty. Really? <laughs> well, we all know that the Jets had a you know a great draft. Maybe that puts them with a great season. Maybe that puts them at seven wins, possibly eight, but. Uh, betters like to fantasize that the Jets <laughs> have a great year and then go to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. Why not? So Jets are probably one of the longer shots that have been taking some money. Not much uh, on, the, on the Texans, Atlanta, Lions. Those teams, uh, you know, they're not seeing much on the bottom of the pack. In the middle of the pack, a few other teams, Raiders, are certainly seeing some action. Um uh, and the Cardinals also are seeing a little action. So, um, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag as usual with the NFL. But the nice part about futures is they're up all season long. So mm-hmm. we're definitely going to get our ebbs and flows with the futures in the NFL. Well, that's interesting, Johnny, that you brought up the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to talk about that team as part of our summer conditioning in the second hour. Are the Cardinals the team that's seeing the most action out of that NFC West division there just because of the longer price? Uh, no, the Rams. The Rams have t- uh, are taking more money than the Cardinals. Uh, as more money, but the Cardinals will end up being more of a hazard for us because of the long price. You are right there, Femi. And if this team ever starts off like they did last year, um, you know, we certainly took a bunch last year. The same would happen this year again uh, if they were to have that type of star or anything similar to that. Johnny, before we let you run, MVP market, I saw one shop, I think it was Caesars, say that they were getting pounded right now uh, with um, uh, with money coming in on uh, it wasn't Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, yeah. He has become the favorite there. Uh, final minute, uh, how's the MVP market been so far? Uh, it's okay, Timmy. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that it's you know writing a, a ton of business, <laughs> uh, but it's 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 doing okay. Um, you know, that's another one that stays up the whole year. So, yeah, Justin Herbert has money with us also. Um, but you'll see certainly see some fluctuation in that as the year goes. We're going to have – how about this? You know, Aaron Rodgers was nowhere to be found in, on our betting market for last couple of years. And then all of a sudden, 
you know, the last couple of weeks, he gets two, three, four weeks, he gets pounded. So you can expect something like that again. Johnny, keep crushing it on the pickleball court. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you. There he is, Johnny Avella from DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, always appreciate his insight and what's coming in from uh, behind the counter. What a line from Johnny. Betters like to fantasize. That's Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> it's almost as bad as betting the Reds to win the NL Central. Uh-oh. Jets to win Uh-oh. the Super Bowl. I don't know which one's worse. Uh-oh. We'll talk some NFL, or sorry, some college football next <laughs> with our friend Ty Hildenbrand. This is the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only 19 bucks through the end of the month. Sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. Alongside Femi Abebefe, sitting in for Sean King, I am Tim Murray, and we welcome in to the program the co-host of the Solid Verbal Podcast, Ty Hildenbrandt, the pride of Allentown, Pennsylvania. And uh, Ty, I got to start with, uh, <laughs> with this. It is, uh, it's stunning. It's a stunning development. Uh, former Penn State quarterback, now maybe first-round pick, Will Levis, uh, puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Uh, I don't know if you saw this video. It seems very much up you and uh, your co-host Dan Rubenstein's alley. Uh, would you downgrade Kentucky's power rating because their starting quarterback takes mayonnaise and puts it in black coffee? I probably wouldn't downgrade the team. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, there's a lot of steam on Will Levis as like a first round draft. I know pick as a quarterback, I might downgrade him there, yeah. but Kentucky as a team looks all right. 
I'm, I'm okay with Kentucky as a team. They are pretty good. Uh, my co-host uh, Sean uh, is actually very high on uh, on the uh, the old Kentucky Wildcats. All right, let's start with a team near and dear to our hearts. That is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, a lot of uh, curiosity, certainly, with Marcus Freeman taking over uh, for uh, Brian Kelly, who left for LSU. You know, I look at this team and I, I go back and forth. I, I, I'm very, I'm waving, wavering, Ty, because their win total sitting at eight and a half. I could see nine, ten wins. I could also see eight uh, for for the Irish. What's your biggest question, and then what's your most uh, comfort with this Irish team heading into this season? Yeah, well, I mean, I think my biggest comfort is the defense. There's enough back defensively, really, at all three levels that I feel pretty pretty good about where they're at. I think that raises the floor to some extent. So if your over-under is eight and a half, I don't see them going below eight. I, I feel pretty good about that over. But where I'm a little bit leery is, frankly, skill positions on offense. Mm-hmm. They've got some injuries that they're dealing with at running back right now. Who's going to be like the bell cow? Will there be a bell cow back? What's that going to look like in the backfield aside of Tyler Buckner, who in his own right, relatively unproven. We only saw him in fits and starts a little bit last year. And then out wide, look, um, it, this has sort of been a recurring question for Notre Dame the last like two or three seasons. We know Michael Mayer is going to get most of the targets in the passing game, but who is going to be that number one wideout that steps up? It could be Lorenzo Styles. He had a great game in the Fiesta Bowl last year, but outside of him, it's it's sort of unclear to me who those skill position guys are going to be. So it, broadly speaking, Tim, I'm more comfortable with the defense than the offense. I have questions about skill positions. Ty, Notre Dame plays Clemson on November 5th. That'll be a monster game out there in South Bend. I'm curious about this Tigers team, though, because last year we saw the struggles on the offensive line. DJ Uyunglele wasn't the guy that we all thought he was going to be coming into uh, Clemson there, especially what he did in those first couple games when Trevor Lawrence was out for the COVID season. Uh, What do you make of this Clemson team in the ACC? Do you expect them to bounce back? Right now they're minus 120 to win the conference, 10 to 1 to win the national title. Uh, Do you think Clemson will once again be a college football playoff caliber team? Their defense will certainly be playoff caliber. Uh, 10 to 1, I don't know if I'd go in on 10 to 1. Those are decent odds for Clemson, but I have questions about the offense. Look, DJU last season for sure left a lot to be desired. Got better as the year went on, which was nice to see, but they were so banged up across the board on offense last year that it it's really tough to gauge where things go in, in 2022. I like to think it's going to get better. And Lord knows they've got plenty of talent, but it certainly remains to be seen, especially with their situation, uh, both offensive and defensive coordinators promoted from within. We obviously saw Brent Venables, Tony Elliott go elsewhere to be head football coaches. So their work is cut out for them, to say the least. It's yeah, they've got they've got some interesting games on that schedule, and I'm definitely not writing in Clemson the way I was prone to do the last couple seasons. Like I still feel pretty good about Clemson winning the conference, but not definitely not as good as I did three years ago. Now, do you have stock in the Wolfpack? NC State kind of was that team early on, Ty, that was getting this you know this buzz like, hey, have you heard about NC State? They're pretty good, <laughs> and you know Devin Leary, long shot Heisman type of guy. Um, I just, I don't know if I fully bought in. I mean, you know, you lose a top, what, 10 pick in Iki Aquanu there on the left side of the line. That's, that's a decent hole to fill. Uh, where are you on the, on the Wolfpack this year? I'm in on the Wolfpack. I don't know how much though. And I just had this discussion quite literally this afternoon with my co-host Dan Rubenstein as we went through all things ACC. 
trying to figure out how high should we or should we not be on on NC State. I really like Devin Leary. I've been in on Devin Leary since the jump. So perhaps I'm a little biased in that respect. I was a bit underwhelmed by NC State last year, and they had a good year. Mm-hmm. I expected more from the running game. I just thought it would be a better team overall. Again, good in their own right. I don't mean to discourage anything that they did, but I did expect a little bit more. So I'm hopeful that this coming season we we see them living up to their full potential. But as you said, Tim, like losses along the line, you got to factor that in. I think what really buoys NC State is the fact that their defense should be pretty solid again. Again, coming back to what I said about Notre Dame, you can go places if you've got just a solid defense and parts on offense that you're trying to put together. It helps to have Devin Leary. It helps to have that defense in place. So I'm in on NC State. Right now, I give Clemson the nod over the Wolfpack, but honestly, they're probably my one-two in the ACC. Well, well, let's find out who your three is. What about Miami? Right now, uh, Mario Cristobal entering his first year there with the Canes. Tyler Van Dyke, another guy that gets some pro buzz at quarterback. What do you think about the U this year? I I like the move. Um, And full disclosure, when they announced the hire, because it was so unorthodox, right? Like, how did they, who hired him? Who did he interview with? Like, <laughs> it, it was such an odd circumstance at Miami to begin with. But I, I, the more I look at it, the more I like the hire, specifically because Miami was really bad along the line. And Mario Cristobal, that is his specialty. He's a former lineman. Not only that, he's a former Miami lineman. So I think the combination of his skill set as a coach, what he brings to the table with his familiarity with the program combined with, frankly, all the momentum we've seen in the recruiting game and on the transfer portal, it definitely feels like he is building something. So, look, it may not be this year for Miami. It probably won't, but I think they've got a good roster. I'm picking them to win their side of the ACC. Um, I feel good about where they stand. It's either going to be them or Pitt. Like, I think it's pretty straightforward in the Coastal. And I am very optimistic about where things go moving forward for for crystal ball Miami, if only because the university signaled a huge investment in the football program. And that, that among other things is a great indicator for where things will probably go in the near future. Talking to Ty Hildenbrand, check out the podcast, solid verbal. He and Dan Rubenstein multiple times a week. They're hitting the road again this year. I was, uh, I think the last time you guys hit the road, I was there. You were there in DC. That's right. Yeah. And now I've moved to Vegas and you guys aren't coming to Vegas. I'm a little upset about that, but (laughs) we move on. uh, So check out all the uh, information there. I want to move to the big 12. Speaking of moving uh, Texas, Oklahoma, they'll be gone, but not yet. And right now at DraftKings, the two favorites to win the conference here are Oklahoma and Texas. Ty, we got about two minutes. Uh, I bet Oklahoma over nine wins. And a lot of it had to do with, I like it being a nine flat. So if they do go nine and three, it's a push and I get my money back. I wouldn't play nine and a half, but I think the Dylan Gabriel, uh, Jeff Levy relationship is kind of getting overlooked, at least in my opinion. When you look at the big 12, do you think there's a, a wild card out there? Is it straightforward with Oklahoma or Texas? How do you look at the, uh, the big 12 playing out this year? Well, I, I don't trust Oklahoma state, so I'm going to count them out. I like Baylor, but I have real questions about Baylor. Um, you know, they, there are plentiful losses on Baylor that they need to try and recoup, especially on offense. So that those are things that generally spook me a little bit. I I think Oklahoma's the play. I, I don't think there's a need to to overthink it. I'm with you. I like the fact that it's nine flat, that it doesn't force you to that harsh of a decision. Um, one of the things that jumped out to me when I looked at Oklahoma was I actually like the schedule. Yep, I agree. A fair amount. Um, 
it it starts in a way that I think Brent Venables, I think the new staff there, some of the new players will have an opportunity to get their feet wet to really ease into this thing. They've got Nebraska week three on the road, which Nebraska is is going to be loaded for bear in that football game, right? This is this season is everything for Scott Frost, but Oklahoma, I think, has enough talent. They should win that game. Um, and then from that point forward, you've got your Texas games spaced out nicely with Iowa State, spaced out nicely with Baylor. So it doesn't seem to me like there's any murderer's row to really worry about, which is generally where I look first if I'm trying to figure out if I like over-unders. And just the talent level. Yeah. There's so much talent on this Oklahoma team. It's I, I feel very comfortable with betting that over nine and, and picking them, frankly, to win the Big 12. Yeah, Baylor, Kansas State and Oklahoma State all in Norman, which is uh, what led to my handicap. Hey, Ty, always a pleasure, man. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good night. There he is. Ty Hildenbrand. Check out the podcast, The Solid Verbal, he and Dan Rubenstein. That's Fabio Bebefe. I'm Tim Murray. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. Check out the VEASAN store. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.